Bright Suns, you're now listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast on the No One Is Listening Podcast Network. Punch it, Chewie! What have we here? Hello there. Morning, Senator. Greetings, my We are the ones who guard the power. We are the middle, the beginning. <laughs> So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. You're a feisty little one, but you'll soon learn some respect. So, this is where the fun begins. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is madness. What did Lisa say? Join the conversation with the Star Wars friends on social media at SW Friends Show. That's at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the Star Wars friends at show at StarWarsFriends.com if you have a comment or question you want us to read live on the show. Now, here are your hosts, the Star Wars friends! Hey! What's happening, boys and girls of the internet world? My name is Christopher Marinan, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast on the No One Is Listening Podcast Network. And joining me today are my very good Star Wars friends. This is Josh, and I'm looking forward to maybe finally maybe taking a lead of sorts in the uh, ATAT at at uh, <laughs> not happening drama. Not uh-huh. happening. It's always drama. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm Justin, and uh, I'm excited to make some new Star Wars friends. Hey! But I feel like I'm underbeveraged for this interview <laughs> with water. Beverage up, man. Step that game up. I know. I need to yeah. go grab something. Yeah, that's a great lead-in for this show, Justin. Very good. So I just want to uh, shout out to all of our listeners. Thanks again for joining us. This is another special show that we have here. We love doing these shows. These are very exciting for us. Because it's all about community for us, and it's all about meeting new Star Wars friends and sharing their experiences with you, these episodes, this is literally what we started this podcast for, and I am just so happy to to do this today again. We have a really great podcast on with us. We are... Basically, uh, I am under beverage too, Justin. I am embarrassed to say. Uh, <laughs> and, and to all you listeners, you're going to find out why in just a few minutes. I want to welcome, we have the Force Toast podcast on with us. We have Alice and Laura. Thank you so much for joining the Star Wars friends. How are you doing today? Not too bad. Thanks for having us. Of course. Yeah, doing really well. This is exciting. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Awesome. So we uh, we geographically are in the Midwest, and I know that both of you are as well. Are both of you in Chicago proper? Are you are you outside of Chicago? Where are you at geographically? We're in this not the downtown city, but we are in the city of Chicago, just neighborhoods a little bit north of the uh, skyscrapers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it snowing there right now? Because it's been snowing in Ohio. I live on the north coast of Ohio, so I'm just a little bit south from from both y'all. Uh, it's been snowing pretty much all day today. It is mid-April. Ew, no, Ew. thank you. It is not snowing here. Finally, it's um, it's it was a little bit warmer today, uh, and and really warm this weekend. But yeah, no, we are. I I'm really really hoping that we're done with snow finally. Yeah. You know, mid-April. I it would be nice. What can I don't know. 
Yeah, let's hope. I mean, the, the, let's let's face reality too. A lot of people have been under stay-at-home orders. They have been furloughed or laid off, and there's that whole thing where, you know, I just want to get outside. I want to get fresh air. I am I am still working, and you know, but at the same token, it's a really depressing world out there, and and all of us want a little bit of sunshine, a little bit of good weather. Uh, so hopefully, you know, we can get some of that soon. How are both of you handling this era that we're living in? Are you are you both of you holding up okay? Is everything like what's going on? Well, I was laid off from my job in December, uh, so it's not that much different. I just don't have the option to do things now, uh, um, and I'm really really good at watching like binge watching TV shows. If there were a platinum medal at the Olympics, I would win it. There you so go. I'm living my best life right now in a kind of hermity sort of way. Yeah. Well, Hey, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> okay. uh, I'm not probably holding up quite as well. My, my job had to do the whole baptism by fire when it mm. came to going, transitioning to a remote work environment. So that was a lot of fun back in March. Um, but yeah, we're, we're sort of getting to the swing of things now. I'm, I'm just a lot more extroverted, I think, than Alice is. So I, this whole thing of not being able to go out and go to bars and go to restaurants and try new foods and all this, like, this is not my jam at all. This, this whole staying and thing kind of sucks. But my sister, I, we were talking about this before we went live, but my, my sister uh, has become quite the bartender. So I'm, I'm, nursing a cocktail and I'm probably over beverage tonight because I've got this <laughs> and water and a beer on standby. Oh, so, there you go. See, I, that, let's that's do what it. I, said. I feel like I got to go get a drink. Yeah, fully drink. loaded. I mean, I, I sort of leave and come back. So we're not a beverage cast, right? Like that's not our that's not our forte. But yet I always get ripped on for what I drink on the show. And because oh, I'm not a drinker, like I'm water. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, I'm about six and a half years sober now, but I really got into like other crazy drinks, right? Like, you know, Kyle, our, our other host, Kyle, who's not with us tonight, he always rips on me for drinking everything from like, you know, kombucha to me, normal things, kombucha, hop tea, ginger, sparkling water. But for some reason, I always get grief for this. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it is fun. And I can't wait to talk drinks with with y'all because I have listened to, you know, a, a number of your shows. They're super fun. Also, I just want to throw this out there. Like I have a potty mouth on our show and we have had some listeners be like, yo, like our kids like you got to talk. I have heard some words come from your show that I'm like, oh, all right, cool. We speak the same language. So um, I'm <laughs> well, it is. I try my best to not swear on on Star Wars podcast. Do either of you even have like any. Do you think about it when you curse on air? Or is it just like totally natural? Because I'm always like kind of nervous because I don't want to like because I know kids kind of jump in and listen to our show. Does it matter to either of you at all? I, I've gotten pretty proficient at verbally bleeping myself when I know it's coming. So I, I mean, I, if we, we know how to censor <laughs> ourselves, like we can control it. If that's what you're asking, like yeah, we won't yeah. swear if you don't want us <laughs> to. Yeah. When it comes to our when it comes to our show, I mean, one of the reasons that we wanted to start a Star Wars podcast is because we just we felt like of our voices were missing in yeah. this space. We were just like, you know, there aren't really a lot mm -hmm. of women in their 30s doing this who just kind of talk how we talk. So we just want to be able to like hear ourselves out here in this very busy space of Star Wars podcasting. So that's that's 
what we bring to the table and if it's not for everyone that's cool but on on force toast to star wars happy hour we swear and we drink and we don't apologize for it yes it. yes yeah. and All that's right. and i just got goosebumps <laughs> while you were saying that because that is literally the vibe i got when i found your podcast i go yeah dude like there is no filter they are authentic they are real and i can't tell you enough how much i appreciate that um because i i do i catch myself like going off on random tangents sometime and i'm like uh yeah i don't know that's just me you know and i I feel that I feel that from listening to your show both of you are very authentic and I and you're right you can't even like turn around without seeing 40 Star Wars podcasts so I think your show definitely sticks out among the crowd and I want to get into your show in just a little bit this is kind of we like to share your stories with our community obviously Star Wars community is a very large worldwide space a lot of us that have been in the community for a long time perhaps even our lives like like us on the Star Wars friends you know, we've encountered the prequel negativity. We encountered Phantom Menace and all the all the stuff that like nobody like real people don't like. And the whole <laughs> point of, of like Star Wars Friends is to spread the positive message in fandom and people that actually genuinely care about, you know, what we do and other people's opinions. So for us to ask both of you, you know, this is the most important question, I think, so our listeners can learn who both of you are. What are your origin stories with Star Wars? How did you get into it? What type of fan do you consider yourself? What was the first movie you ever saw in theaters? What was the first Star Wars movie you saw in theaters? And whoever wants to take it first, this this is to me the most fascinating question on the show. So I would love to learn what both of your stories are. Sure. So uh, Alice here. And I first, my, my introduction into Star Wars was probably in the late 80s with the Ewok movies when awesome. I was a young child and I just thought they were the coolest thing the little girl I was like oh I'm a little girl too this is great <laughs> and um you know I thought it was so cool I loved watching those movies when they came on and it wasn't exactly sure what they were or what it was related to um and I was at my grandmother's house one day like a few years later flipping through channels stops on return of the jedi what do i see ewoks i'm like oh ewoks yes they're back ah. <laughs> and then i was like wait a minute what is this and i've always kind of had like nerd friends and we just got really into star wars and lord of the rings and all sorts oh, of yeah. goofy stuff so um yeah I, I feel like i've always kind of been a fan i think the first i saw some of the re-releases in theaters in the 90s when Taco Bell had the toys. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't remember which one. And I think Revenge of the Sith was the first new one I saw in theaters. We went for, like, our high school graduation party was the midnight showing awesome. of Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, yeah, it was really fun. And then a few years ago, so I've always been down with, you know... The war the of the stars, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, a few years ago, I was super stressed at work and I just wanted to have something on the background and I was like, okay, is it going to be, uh, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings or Star Wars? And I was like, oh, I'll pick Star Wars. So I just had it on my iPad. It was pretty much on repeat in the background while I worked all day. And then I started getting into podcasts and then that turned into books and that turned into watching like two movies a day just on repeat and then oh, yeah. I saw trivia was coming up and I was like oh I like games I'm competitive so then I started like getting really really into it and uh going to trivia <laughs> that's awesome 
Yeah, so... So, I, so you mentioned... Okay, so Revenge of the Sith was your first, like, prequel movie in the theater, and that's pretty wild for, for going back to Caravan of Courage and... and uh, oh, my God. I, I, I literally talk about these movies all the time. Oh, I probably Battle for Endor. Like, Battle, Battle for Endor. Endor. Mo- I know, with Wilford Brimley. And yes, yes, I got it. <laughs> so, uh, but it's fascinating that you that you went to Revenge of the Sith and, and maybe skipped phantom menace and you know attack of the clones did you just you just didn't see those or um you know what was your what was your association with those movies did you wait until after revenge of the sith to watch them oh i saw them before revenge of the sith just not in theaters oh okay okay Uh, yeah yeah attack of the clones is my favorite oh yeah Phantom Menace has definitely grown on me. The more you watch it, that's the thing. You can, like, Stockholm Syndrome yourself with the movies. <laughs> so the more you watch it, the more you love it. Yeah. And I love Attack of the Clones. Attack, I just, nice. I, I'm having a similar vibe with Attack of the Clones because it came out in the 4K rip on Disney+, Plus and it just looks really good. It looks better Ooh. than I remember it. And it gave me a new appreciation for that movie. But also the Clone Wars cartoon really gave me full appreciation of, of the prequels. I mean, just setting everything in context makes way more sense. Okay, you also mentioned Taco Bell toys. Did you have a cup topper? Did you have one of those weird, um, like, Yoda hologram, like, like cube things? You remember what I'm talking about? Or the uh, Like the cube where you take it apart and it's a puzzle? Uh, it's all stuck I together. I remember that. I remember there like was like... Unwrap it. There was like a Yoda cube that you would turn and one side was Vader and the other side was Yoda. It was the weirdest thing. There was a Millennium uh. Falcon that you would pull like a like a little ripcord out of and it would just shake violently on like a plastic uh, little that thing. That sounds familiar. Yeah. 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 I, I remember those toys very well. I still have like a smushed Taco Bell like lunchbox that they would come in. It was like holler. Anyways, I'm getting off topic. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Laura, what about you? What is what is your origin story with Star Wars? So mine happened a little bit later than Alice's. I'm in that I'm sort of a new Star Wars fan. Um, I think it all sort of kicked off when it was like leading up to the release of The Force Awakens. So mm. it would have been around Thanksgiving, I think, before the movie came out. Or maybe it was like the first teaser, like that full year plus yeah, before yeah. the movie came out. I think it was the first teaser that I was at. Like, I think I was at, I feel like there was a football party happening somewhere. Like I was with family yeah. or something. And I remember being like surrounded by a bunch of people and the trailer like coming on the TV. And it was like one of those weird moments where like all of a sudden everything in the room just melted away. <laughs> and it like captured my attention. I was like enraptured with what I was seeing, having only ever seen at that point, one star Wars movie in my entire life. And yeah. I, I saw it. I was like, what? is this and so that really sort of like that kicked off an entire thing of me sitting down and actually watching all of the movies um in release order up up to that point and um and then going back and for whatever reason i think i started rebels first and realized at the end of the season the first season that i was missing something and i had to go back and watch (laughs) the clone wars so i went back and watched and it just kind of all snowballed from there um I went to my first celebration in 2017 and was just kind of hanging out in Orlando. I was by myself and yeah. hanging out with all of all of my new friends in line because all that's all you mm-hmm. do is you make new friends in line because you spend so many hours with these people. And we right. were playing um, Trivial Pursuit and I was weirdly good at it um, for somebody who hadn't <laughs> nice. been a lifelong fan. So I, I started going to trivias and stuff here in Chicago. And that's ultimately how Alice and I met. 
um, was at a Star Wars trivia here at wow. uh, just at some random bar. So it's been a really fun ride. I saw fan- the Phantom Menace in theaters when it came out, probably in 1999 or maybe maybe it was like the summer after it came out. You know, they would do those like discount summer movies. Oh, yeah. Like the following year, I probably is probably when I saw it, but. I it, it didn't connect with me then. Um, I'm the prequels still really aren't my movies. I, I identify a lot more with the sequel trilogy, I think. But it's a uh, it's been a very weird, not as long as you would think ride for me. It's been it's been fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's so cool, though, that you guys met by chance kind of at a trivia night. Yeah, I really how, you know, the five of us, Chris, Josh, Kyle, Vic and I met at celebration last year was just by random chance so that's really really cool yeah star wars fans gravitate toward each, towards <laughs> each other yeah and well it, she said it she said the friends you make in line that's literally what we are yeah first day five hours yeah. in line and now we have a podcast that's oh true. that's so yeah. cool yeah. i love that yeah i mean last year i'm a lifelong star wars fan but last year was my first celebration i had the means and i was like yeah i'll just i'll go do it but i had full intention to to make friends i wanted to i wanted to meet people that i can talk star wars with and talk genuinely with, you know, not just not someone who knows who Darth Vader is or, you know, just like casually, which is pretty much was my whole circle, because in my professional life, it's it's not a lot of nerds. It's just it's not. So that's kind of what I, I was excited. I got the same experience you did. Now, your story is a little unique. Generally, when we we, we do ask origin stories, it is very, you know, uh, grew up in the 80s, fell in love with it, or I was a 90s kid and I read the novels. Uh, it is rare for, for us to meet, especially podcast hosts or, or those who love Star Wars as much as you do, that started with the sequel trilogy. So I would say that's fairly unique. And you're not wrong. That that first teaser trailer came out on, uh, I believe it was Super Bowl. It was a January release and it was a year. It was almost a full year before the movie came out. So you were probably, I mean, you were definitely at a football thing, whether it was a Super Bowl or a playoff game. But I do remember it was that long teaser trailer and it was same thing. The whole room just stops and you're just watching it. You know, that was that was a pivotal moment for for me as a Star Wars fan for that sequel trilogy to get announced. And that is that's cool that you're now going back. I give you kudos for trying a trivia and like doing that whole thing. And I got to ask, what is your trivia team name? Like, do you have a punny name that you use when you go out? (laughs) We are Team Jedi Mind Chicks. Oh, yes. Perfect. Perfect. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, All right. So both of you are certified fans in your own right. You got there. You love the wars. Now you're like, oh, we want to talk about it to just the Internet, you know, bandwidth. I'll just send it out to the world. Whoever wants to listen to it. (laughs) How did both of you start Force Toast? Why did you start Force Toast? You know, and and did either of you have any podcasting experience prior to this show? Well, I planted the seed and uh, just kind of one of the first things that Laura and I did when we met was to talk about podcasts. We exchanged what we listened to and talked about which ones each other should try or not try and why and, you know, all (laughs) those things. yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and we had all this money from winning trivia. There were gift cards to these bars, so we would go to the bars and just, you know, talk however we wanted. And I kind of thought, oh, like, hmm, what if there were people like us? Wouldn't a podcast be fun? And, um, yeah, plant the seed. We had no experience. We worked really, really hard. We did, like, uh, seminars and awesome. so much research and, like, crazy amounts of work to get started and off the ground. But, um, 
yeah, I mean, that's basically it. Laura, do you want to probably have some elaboration flourishing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's pretty much how it went. Like when, when we first met, I, I was pretty resistant. Like it was like, I'm pretty sure it was our first little friend date that we went on the day, like after we met. And Alice was like, we should start a podcast. And I was like, dude, no, like we can't, like there are so many fucking podcasts. Sorry. There are so many. No, Star Wars bring it, podcasts. bring it. You're good. There are so many podcasts already out there. Like, do we really need to add to the noise? And it, you know, but it was one of those things where, yeah, once you plant the idea, like then I started thinking about like all the shows that I listened to and all these different ideas that I could bring to it. And like all these, uh, how we could sort of set ourselves apart and be different in that space. Um, and so, yeah, it, it ultimately did culminate in like a year of preparation of us going to different classes and learning how to do this. Um, the only thing that I have in, in relation to experience in podcasting is a journalism degree, which only barely applies. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's beyond that, this whole audio production and everything was very new to us and is something that we worked really hard to make sure that our, our sound quality didn't sound like shit and make yeah. sure that everything like, you know, worked well. It was nice that we could record in person because we had that great chemistry going, but you know, we're, we're making do now, but we're doing it <laughs> remotely during the quarantine. It's been an interesting adventure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I, podcasters that that do it well don't get enough credit i mean it is really hard work it's really really hard work to to do podcasts and for many podcasts they do it for free you know they don't have patreons they don't have people throwing money at them or whatever and it's for the love of of what you do and i know i have i have a very similar i have a television radio degree it's not necessarily journalism but it was you know television journalism and um you know i i just have a love for talking and then of course i have a love for star wars so it just makes sense <laughs> i work in human resources i run like a whole business right like i love people and podcast is a way to connect and you know star wars friends was built out of connecting with people from all over the world and we're lucky we're lucky to have conversations with people all over the world we do our live chats and we talk to people from italy we talk to people from the united kingdom and we've you know some of my best friends now are from australia all because of the podcast so i i seriously applaud both of you for for starting this especially if you don't have an audio background like that is a that is a huge hurdle that's a huge roadblock for a lot of people you know um and your show sounds great your show sounds great. So um, yeah. <laughs> good work. Good work for both of you. Uh, and, and I will say, I've said it earlier, your show definitely stands out among the Star Wars crowd. I got that from the first listen through of an episode. And I'm like, OK, yeah. I mean, even the first 20 minutes of your show, I was like, OK, yeah, this is different. So um, we've also had many of our Star Wars friends recommend us to talk to both of you. So they've been asking <laughs> for the last last month and a half, two months. You got to do a crossover cast with them. So here we are. Uh, and hopefully they're listening to the show and uh, enjoying this so this is good all right now we get to go into some of those star wars softball questions that every star wars fan asks each other whether they're in line or at a trivia night or they're just hanging out somewhere oh you like star wars yeah okay cool um <laughs> oh boy yeah yeah no these are <laughs> you, you've probably been asked these questions many many times but it is mine always change because i'm a crazy person but what are both of your Let's start off with the most softball of softball questions. What is your, what are both of your favorite Star Wars movies? Attack of the Clones. Oh, wow. Okay. Mine is Rogue One. 
Rogue One. Beautiful. Okay. So those are two very different movies <laughs> from two very different eras. <laughs> I, that dynamic is pretty awesome. So that's good. Um, what out of Clone Wars, Rebels and Resistance? So you have your three Star Wars, you know, canonized cartoons. If you want to go droids and Ewoks, that's fine too. But they're, you know, whatever, if you're into those cartoons. Um, what is your what are both of your favorite cartoons and why? I really do not like resistance. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that's, okay. That's it, an that's agree on my end. Totally yeah. fine. Yep. Yep. The I started Clone the same War. way. It took a while. Yeah. Oh. I got into a few episodes every now and then, but it didn't really last very long. Uh the Clone Wars I love. Rebels did grow on me. I thought it was really annoying at first, and then Ahsoka showed up and I was like, What? <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> uh my thing with the Star Wars animation is that I like star wars rebels more i think than almost every star wars movie my, wow, rebels yeah. is my star wars i fucking i i love star wars rebels it's my, it's my favorite of all of it so it so, has some of the better storytelling in it across the board through all of its seasons yeah I and i agree and you know i'll back that up we've talked about it many times on our show rebels it, it it's in it's unreal it is unreal. And I'll tell you, I was very skeptical at first when it first came on. I was definitely like, oh, this is a goofy little kid show. And then I'm like, oh, damn, this is literally the most hardcore Star Wars t- stories ever, especially you get into season three and then into season four. It just it goes, you know, it goes nuclear, basically. And, and Filoni is just such a genius. So from from Rebels or Clone Wars, what were your favorite episodes? Do you remember a favorite episode? What was the moment? You know, obviously when Ahsoka shows up, everyone, I mean, we're huge Ahsoka stands over here, like big time. Kyle's not with us. Kyle, I mean, he literally is decked out in Ahsoka gear as much as he can be. Uh, it, you know, what What are the, your stand-up I bought that moments? track jacket today. Oh, you did buy it's the track jacket from yeah, her universe? Yeah, Pull the trigger. It's, it's Pull slick. the trigger. It's slick. Uh, <laughs> but what, Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. No, it's all good. What are your favorite memories from those cartoons let's see in the clone wars this is the goofiest thing but i think my favorite arc is ahsoka and the younglings oh no that's where they have the lightsaber builder and we have hondo and then (laughs) fighting and you get a little bit of everything but i just thought that was really cute to kind of see the background and then we see the cave again in uh fallen order yes so that's pretty cool yes and yeah. then and then it is also star killer base yeah. which is super depressing uh now okay i got another depressing side note based on what you just said <laughs> do you feel that those younglings that you came to love and and really you know they're cute Aww. and cuddly do you feel that we're going to see them uh in order 66 and in a uh, clone wars uh, maybe in an episode or two. I know it's dark, but oh. you got to ask it. You got it because it's the reality of it. Am I wrong? No. Okay. I mean, unless well, they, unless no, we're not going to see them, they're fine. <laughs> unless they all <laughs> escaped with Cal Kestis and Caleb Doom, and then they're going to be the, in the Jedi Fallen Order sequel. Uh, well, I, hey, that that uh, dude from Force Collector. He. Oh, spoiler alert. Oh um, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Everyone could have escaped. They could have yeah. a little merry band of <laughs> circus folk. All right, let's let's keep it to that. Let's keep it to that though. <laughs> Laura, what are what are your what's your favorite memory Happy or takeaway from Rebels? Well, I have to say first before uh, before I jump into mine, Alice. Every time you talk about your favorite your favorite arc in the Clone Wars with the younglings and with Hondo and all that, I every time I always think to myself like I cannot wait until you get to go to Galaxy's Edge because like 
it's you're just gonna like like you get yes. to, like, when you get to build a lightsaber yes. and the condos everywhere and like i'm just so excited for that moment like whether i'm with you or not which i hope i am with you when you get to go like i just can't wait for you to get to go yes and see it. is the robot mr Ollivander there <laughs> Mr. The robotic Mr. Ollivander. I don't know. I don't think so. I think uh, I think a lot of the lightsaber building is with uh, with what's his name from the from the book that runs the shop. Savvy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And then they have uh, they have, the you know, the Disney cast members there that guide you through it. But the, the Hondo, uh, the Hondo puppet on the smugglers run ride is absolutely incredible. It is yep. so cool. Yeah, so yeah. that's yeah. I, Galaxy's Edge is jealous. unreal. It's unreal. Jealous. It's an unreal experience. <laughs> yeah. One day I haven't been Someday. there. Well, <laughs> Disney's not, Disney's not going to open up for like Thanks, another Chris. year, so We're save your pennies. Now. Yeah. No, I brought it up. I'm sorry. I went. I went in January to Disney World for the first time. Mm. I was able to sneak it in right before all of this nonsense yeah. with quarantine nice. started. Um, it was great. It was really really fun. But yeah, hopefully the next time I go, I can go with Alice because it'll be oh, fun. Oh yeah. Shoota. Hey, Star Wars friends, it's Josh, your favorite Star Wars friend and the resident John Williams One Percenter. Do you want to be a John Williams One Percenter like me? Well, here's a piece of John Williams trivia to help you push up your glasses at the other 99%. Did you know that John Williams has 52 Academy Award nominations in his career to date? The only other person with more nominations is some guy named Walter Disney? Never heard of the guy. Make sure to stay on target and listen to the Star Wars Friends podcast every week for more John Williams content. We hope you're enjoying this crossover cast on the Star Wars Friends. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on all things Star Wars. Don't forget, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Make sure to use the hashtags, hashtag crossovercast, and hashtag stay positive when tweeting about this show. Now, back to the Star Wars Friends. Um, so when it comes to Rebels, I think my some of my favorite episodes and my favorite moments most of them are in like seasons four probably where it just gets they ramp up yeah. the like emotional factor so much with Kanan and oh, yeah. and everything that happens with him I mean I was always in every single moment that was like Kanan and Hera I was here for a hundred percent with Star Wars Rebels I mean I was just living for that show and any little tidbit morsel I could get of just the two of them in the same room in the same space I was yeah. all about it um but I was also all about like the humor in that show I mean one of my favorite moments is when Chopper like pushes one of the other droids out <laughs> yes. of the airlock <laughs> yes. on the ghost I mean like that yes. little droid I remember like hating him so much <laughs> when the show started I was like god this thing he's such a jerk and oh, then yeah. somebody maybe it was like dave filoni and like a rebels recon said something like well r2d2 is meant to be sort of you know a he's sort of meant to be modeled after like a dog and a dog's behavior and that in that sort of sense of loyalty and all that but chopper is much more modeled after a cat he's he's just a <laughs> jerk sometimes and i just thought that that was so funny because i'm definitely more of a dog person but i ended up just falling in love with him as a character so much i love so there are a lot of chopper moments that win for me um but yeah i was all about like team canera when it came yeah. to Star Wars rebels that was my nice. jam 
Hell yeah. Do you guys do you guys have a least favorite character in oh. any of those cartoons? Because we we were just talking about it the other day how <laughs> Zero the Hut is, oh, is I hate horrible. This is absolute favorite people. Um yeah. do you guys have anybody in Clone Wars Rebels that you you absolutely have disdain for? <laughs> I feel like we just had we just did a rewatch of the Clone Wars leading up to at all coming out and i'm trying to remember i think we both hate that weird detective man oh he's like the oh. looney tunes <laughs> the character yeah he's got the bug eyes he's like the inspector is that is yes that he's the inspector oh. and he was voiced by the same um voice actor that plays spongebob <laughs> oh you can totally tell you can totally tell that dude is so yeah we've talked about him on our show before oh yep. uh, yeah he's super annoying that's funny boba yeah that fett. character sucks boba fett. Neither, neither one of us are boba fett fans we're pretty anti-boba fett where's kyle kyle is gonna love that kyle, kyle who's you. not with us right now he also does not like Boba Fett and he lets us know about it every show uh <laughs> <laughs> overall or just like Boba in the cartoon oh anyway anyway you serve him I'm all gonna of, hate on him all of the above yeah yeah so okay this leads me to an interesting side question I wasn't prepared see how, for see uh, how Chris didn't even let me say anything back <laughs> <laughs> so well josh and i are huge boba fett fans and for but listen we get it we get like basically <laughs> canon boba fett is utterly useless like so i, I that's my yeah, opinion no, josh also, you okay. boba fett for me yeah, yeah we we, we are we're from the novel generation and, and we're big josh and i are huge into the eu all the stories but we both agree that canon Boba Fett is useless. And I'm waiting for some iteration or something to prove me wrong. Like, I really want canon Boba Fett to be some strong character. Just not happening yet. But so Kyle can be satisfied when he listens back to this episode. What is it about Boba Fett that, that both of you don't like or just isn't for you? Because I, I, I'm, I'm actually amused by these type of things. So <laughs> hit us with it. Well, in the movie, he's kind of just like a slapstick clown prop. Yeah, you know, a bit. He, he walks, he stops, he looks, he complains about getting tricked. I think he nods and, at one point. <laughs> yeah, nod. there's it's a, a nod. It's a good nod. Yeah. It's a it's a good yeah. looking nod. I, I do I do like the nod. He gives good nod. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, yeah. 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 He <laughs> he's got like a cape or something, and then. There's a goofy situation and Han Solo's like, oh, I can't see. Burr. And, you know, everyone on the thing is jetpack. Yep. It's just like, oh, <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's really lame. It is pretty lame. It is. W- yeah. yeah, we uh, as a Boba Fett <laughs> fan, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree, but I still love Boba Fett. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, man. I grew up as a kid drawing Boba Fett's armor and all my notebooks in school. I just to me, his armor and obviously now we get it in the Mandalorian. We get so many Mandalorians now. But when I was growing up, that was the only Mandalorian. Right. And that armor still to this day is super cool. So we you know, we as the novel generation, like Josh and I, we then read all the stories, all the books about Boba Fett. And it was this really incredible character that had character growth over, you know, from the Mm -hmm. Han Solo era all the way through the new Jedi order. And unfortunately, you know, it just never made it into an on-screen format. And then in my opinion, I think that, you know, I, we love Daniel Logan, but the Boba Fett arc in the movies just doesn't work for me. I don't know if it works for you, Josh. It's just, it's kind of lame. It's kind of lame. Well, even even before Disney bought them, I didn't like him being a clone. Like, that whole, the whole thing. story arc that's set up for him 
by the prequel era, you know, I, yeah. Yeah. Not, so not didn't mean to, didn't mean to get off on a Boba Fett tangent, but I know Kyle will appreciate <laughs> it's easy that. to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. This is another question that I love to ask because we, you know, we love Star Wars for the stories. We love Star Wars for the characters. So what are both of your favorite stories in, you know, you, you mentioned Canera that that whole story is fantastic, but as far as, you know, you're looking at comics, books, video games, you're looking at mm-hmm. movies, cartoons. What are your favorite Star Wars stories? And if you want to limit it to one or a few, that's totally cool. I just would love to know. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. Or do you want to go first? Sure. I'll, I'll dive in. Um, I think so when it comes to the original trilogy, I, I love that era Um, those aren't my favorite movies for whatever reason, but I do love like just the idea of like the age of rebellion. It's just really fun for me. So when, when it, when I finally sat down and read, um, lost stars, that was like, it was like, uh, it was like it had breathed new life into the original trilogy for me. And I mean, that's what it probably did for a lot of people. I thought that book was so good and so well written. And I love that it like spans that entire age of storytelling and like brings in this like romantic component and like, it's just a full new story from a new point of view. I just, I loved it so much. So that's, that's probably one of my favorite um, stories. Cause it really also sort of contributes this new appreciation for the original trilogy for me. Um, for, I've talked about this before, but for whatever reason I put off reading the book, dark disciple and I don't oh, know why. Yeah. Um, I think, and I think it's because the, the prequels are also not my favorite trilogy. <laughs> and I was just like, I just don't like, I like the clone wars. I don't love it, but I don't like this whole era just doesn't appeal to me really at all. Okay. Um, and so I, I just didn't have any interest in reading the book. And then I finally read it. I was like, I could like kick myself for not having read it sooner because that yeah. book was so so good um yes. so yeah some of my favorite storytelling in star wars has come from the novels um lost stars and, and dark disciple being two of my favorites um in terms of the movies my some of my favorite storytelling is everything and anything to do with the kylo ren slash mm. ben solo and everywhere in between um i love that character so much i thought it was so interesting i think i'm one of the few like ben solo stands that really doesn't mind that he died like i don't yeah i don't it doesn't it doesn't really bother me for some reason like if they would find some reason to bring him back in some way shape or form that's fine but i it's not something that i need i i just i love how his entire story progressed from the rise of kylo ren all the way through the rise of skywalker um i loved every moment of it i thought it was just fantastic so that's that's kind of the big the big hook of the sequel trilogy for me overall Good. And that is a hot take. That is a hot take for for Ben Solo stands, uh, or at least what I've come across <laughs> on on Twitter. So, oh, yeah. No, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's a tough take. It, it, you, you, no one's right or wrong. I mean, so that is just stand up for yourself and what you love. So that's all you can do. Yeah. Alice, what about you? What are what are some of your favorite stories? So Dark Disciple is wow. fantastic. Okay. I um pro tip listen to Dooku Jedi Lost before reading Dark Disciple. Uh-huh. It makes it okay. so much better. Yeah. Um, I think it adds a lot to Asajj's character. It's just so good. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I read so many of the books. I kind of get them all mixed up sometimes. But I just like having stories to read yeah. in general. I don't think there's anything really favorite. I mean, I like Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan just watching him. 
that makes me yeah. happy. Is oh, that yeah. story? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that um that audio the Jedi Dooku lost. I had a really hard time because the person who voices Asajj sounds just like her, and the person that voices Dooku sounds nothing like Christopher oh, Lee. Oh yeah. Or or the way that Dooku sounds in Clone Wars, and I'm just like. How is it this hard? Probably doesn't have as long a chin. He doesn't have as long a chin. Yeah, he doesn't have the <laughs> tiki head, Dooku. Yeah. <laughs> no. So the only issue I had with the Jedi Lost audio was Sifo Dyas. He sounded like a Hobbit. Sifo Dyas sounded like a Hobbit, and I couldn't get it out of my head <laughs> listening to that. That he was only like uh, he was like Martin Freeman from Lord of the Rings. I was like, okay, this is so <laughs> weird um, that he sounds like that. And I wanted Sifo Dyas to kind of have like a regal tone to him and it never happened uh so that was kind of bizarre but is have any of you picked up the actual written book of jedi lost i know i have the i own the ebook and i have not read it and i would like to go back and actually read it because part of me was really kind of confused on like the timeline of that Mm. of listening to the audiobook i was like this is really really hard to sort of grasp what era i'm in i'm trying to like get a handle on this and i think i was kind of hoping that there would be like a 20 years before the battle of Yavin. Oh, like okay. 25 years. Like maybe it would like, I am, I'm sure it doesn't include that, but I think it would have helped me maybe wrap my mind around the timing of things a little bit better. If yeah. I had actually read it rather than listened to it. So I do own it. I just haven't gotten around to actually reading it. Do they not do the timeline in the front of the books anymore? Like they used oh, to? No, they do. No, they do. Okay. Well, you know how Jedi lost, it kind of time jumps through the story. Yeah. You oh, true. Yeah. yeah, you can't put it in one spot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been listening to audiobooks so much in the new canon that I, I, I don't know that I actually have a physical Star Wars book from the new canon to like see that. It's oh, been there. okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that's my next question. Do you prefer audiobooks or you prefer the physical books? Ebooks. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big ebook fan. I haven't bought like I don't own. I don't think any. Well, I have maybe I have less than five like hard copy star wars books i i'm a big ebook fan and it's kind of nice because we will do like full breakdowns on our show of the books and it's nice to be able to like go back and see all my highlights and stuff like i blew alice's mind the other day when i told her that i like i bought the rise of skywalker novelization at at c2e2 when it was here in chicago and i like highlighted and wrote in it and made notes and marked things for trivia and she's like what did you did what? Like, <laughs> but I'm like, this is what I'm used to doing. Like, I'm used to doing these things in the ebooks. And just because I don't have an ebook doesn't mean I can't do those things. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. So, okay. You, t- you just brought up Rise of Skywalker novelization. I have. Uh, I have a truckload of hot takes about that novelization, but it kind of le- it's leading me to another weird side question. I love this weird. You guys are giving me good content here. <laughs> my brain, yeah. my brain's going crazy. Okay, so you both of you don't like Boba Fett. Boba Fett is like the weakest character from the OT. All right, I'm not going to ask you the weakest character from the PT. What is the weakest character? Who is the Boba Fett of the sequel trilogy, in your opinion? Because oh, I, no. I know who it is. I know <laughs> exactly Beaumont. who it is. Yeah, uh, you're I just know. <laughs> Is it Beaumont? It's Beaumont for me. Beaumont is the Boba Fett of the... I mean, he's worse no, than he's, Boba Fett. No, he's not. Captain you, Phasma is the Boba Fett. She well, looks Captain, cool, and then she did nothing. Technically, you're right, Josh, but I want... But I just need to find ways to integrate Beaumont into the show. Yeah, because so Beaumont kinda, didn't even look cool. No, Beaumont didn't look cool at all. Yeah, no. but here's the thing with Phasma is that we, like, we at least got a really cool canon novel about her. Sure, 
Sure. Um, which is not something we ever got about Boba Fett. But we did we, get a cool. We can- did though. Yeah, but not in the. <laughs> they canon. just got rid of it. Not in the canon. In the when canon- they wrote them, they were canon. <laughs> we got a cool canon novel about Phasma, so I'll, I'll give them that. We got a little bit of cool background on her. Um, so she wasn't quite as nothing to me as I would have thought. Yeah. Um, but I I think I would agree with you fully on Beaumont Ken. I don't think that he was necessary by any means. Oh, he's the yeah. worst. Oh, his line, I, I like, the, his line in the novelization is terrible, dude. I mean... <laughs> They use dark science. What? (laughs) I can't get over that character. I I feel like, too, I I said this before. I feel like when you have a person who's like a knowledgeable about the force person, but they're not a Jedi, it needs to be like a Maz Kanata or like a Mm -hmm. Lore Santeca, like a person that's like, if you didn't know they weren't a Jedi, you wouldn't know. Like they, they still have that same kind of like mystical air to them. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's some nerdy guy. Like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's super nerdy. I mean, he's super nerdy, but I think Maz Kanata was probably one of the most underused or misdirected characters in the sequel trilogy. You're right, Josh. I think Maz Kanata yeah. should have been the one that opened up the books and, and read from the, the Jedi and Sith tombs and, you know, had all that knowledge. Um, well, she to, was great in Force Awakens, and then they went yeah, a completely yeah. different direction in the last Settling season, so. labor disputes, yep. man. I don't know. She's a union boss oh, yeah. or something. It was weird. Yeah. So we're, we're I, I really, I've been on our Twitter at SW Friends Show trying to, I think our first character study show is actually going to be on Maz Kanata because I'm so... I was really intrigued with the character and then I kind of fell off from the character and then I was kind of intrigued. I don't really know. I want to put together this giant picture of Maz Kanata and I just, I want to do it for myself, but I want people to help me figure it out. Anyways, another side tangent. Let's get back to the interview. All right. Um, I I do want to say though, I do want to say though that I do like Phasma and I, I say that she's the reason that I said what I said is because I'm mad that we didn't get more from her. Like I, when they cast her and they showed what she looked like and like, being a huge Brienne of Tarth fan, I was just like, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, and then, right, a you know, warrior. I'm so glad that she did get a book and a comic, though, because it at least gave the us comic was something. Good. Comic was good. Yeah. I 100% agree. I'm like, how dare you cast Gwendolyn Christie <laughs> and underutilized her to this exactly. degree? Yes. Bastards. Yes. Yeah, I totally well, hear you. The best, the best Phasma scene never made it into a movie. It's the extended yeah, bonus cut. Oh. God, that was the best scene. Anyways, okay. Let's get back to the interview. And <laughs> here we are. Um, <laughs> now, Star Wars is made up of a lot of words. There's a lot of words in Star Wars, whether it's books or comics or ebooks, audiobooks, movies, or otherwise. What are some of your favorite Star Wars quotes? There's a thousand, 10,000, 20,000 of them. <laughs> One of mine for the as long as the movie has been out from the moment I heard it was has been my favorite. Um, We are what they grow beyond. Mm. That is the true burden of all masters. I think that like great is one of the most profound, beautiful things to have ever come out of Star Wars. And at the time Mm -hmm. that I heard it, I remember it like really like it really sat with me for a while because I think I was in a I was in a part of my career where I was sort of like a new manager and had a new direct report and I was like, Oh God, that like that cuts deep a little bit. So yeah, yeah. yeah, I love that quote and I don't like Yoda very much. Um, a lot of the time. So I, that's one of those things that I, that really stuck with me after the last Jedi. 
So you don't like Yoda. That is a is another hot take. That is another hot take. I mean, he's a, he's a cool character and he's really funny. He just makes really like bad decisions that seem like they're the good decision at the time and then like like his yeah. his decisions have such awful repercussions yeah because like, well, he's old he's decisions. yeah yeah he's he getting up there in age uh are you horrified by the yoda uh puppet from the prequels we just recently talked about that on our shows do you know so what i'm talking ugly. about i know what you're talking about but it was one of those things that i remember seeing in the trailer and i don't it it didn't bother me then <laughs> because i was like 10 and didn't care yeah but i at now that it, it's one of those things that just doesn't affect me i wasn't in it at that time you know what i mean like yeah. i didn't get into all of it until much later it's terrifying i don't understand how they were able to find the original yoda puppet cast for the last jedi but they couldn't find it like 20 years earlier for the the pre like they had to design a whole new puppet cast for the prequels anyways <laughs> super weird um <laughs> alice what about you any any star wars quotes that are memorable to you um not like in the context of I have a lovely quote that I apply to my life. Sure. Because I'm not good at that. Um, but I think the whole scene of like, you're my brother, Anakin. I love you. I'm oh, just deep, like, oh, deep. Yes. like that whole little you were supposed to destroy the Sith, not join them. Like that whole scene yeah. of lines is. It's heavy. It's a heavy scene. Yeah, it's super. Yeah, it's very emotional. And then, of course, we're going to get way more context in just these next three episodes of Clone Wars leading right up to that moment. I mean, this last episode of Clone Wars, I don't know how either of you feel about it, but we just did our Clone Wars recap show. Uh, it was very emotional for me. It was very emotional for me because I know what's coming in Revenge of the Sith. And, you know, that's it's going to be it's going to be intense. OK. There is a whole other realm of Star Wars fandom that we have not touched on yet. So we're going to hit this real quick. Are either of you collectors at all? Do you collect anything? Um, I know that's we're we're all pretty heavy, hardcore collectors over here. But is there anything that you either of you collect? This is going to be a brief segment. No. <laughs> <laughs> I hoard housewares and earrings. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, are there are there any you know we what we do here as well on on our, all of our shows we support Star Wars makers you know Etsy makers or just small vendors you know they're trying to trying to make a couple bucks and we, we you know we work with a lot of them and promote their their products. Are there any Star Wars makers that either of you two know about or want to represent and shout out? Yeah, I'll do a shout out to Bricks Rock on etsy she does lego jewelry oh, and cool. she'll go find like she'll do badge reels keychains pretty much anything with Earrings. the mini figs yep and she will go out and find what you're looking for because i wanted uh like prequel obi-wan with yoda i really wanted like attack of the clones anakin and padme but oh, evidently yeah. they can be like super expensive but she'll go and find things for you and then she'll make it into cool. whatever you want it so nice yeah that's I've cool. got some earrings. Laura's got a keychain. Hell yeah. Nice. So there's a, uh, before I get to my heavy, my heavy, heavy question I want to ask. Josh, <laughs> you have, you have a note in here of, of what you want to talk about. And I have, I have some ammunition behind this too. So go ahead and lead us into, this is relevant to Force Toast, by the way. Yeah, well, I, I figured we, uh, we could stay, give you something specific to your show and, um, there's like a lot of different um, mentions of very unique 
uh, drink in universe Star Wars alcoholic beverages. And I was just wondering if you had a favorite of those or if you had any memory of of those or trying to recreate any of them, maybe. I, I, I'm thinking about like for me, I, I used to make blue milk by taking like blue cereal and like <laughs> letting it like sifting it through wow. uh, regular milk to like give it like um you know, you take like the blue Fruit Loops like and so then yeah, it would have like yeah. that Fruit Loop flavor too, um you know and then you could put a little vodka in that too so um blue just like know. Luke just like no just like Lars and Baruted back at back at yeah. the ranch oh yeah she totally put some vodka in that in, in there. I think we bought many a themed drink. Laura, I remember when you made, what was that jar of green that was like a Yoda inspired drink? That oh was yeah. Disgusting. I tried to make, <laughs> I tried to make a, like a something infused vodka to make like a Yoda. Th- I don't remember what the point of it was. Maybe, it may have even been like Hera. Like it was maybe supposed to be like a Hera themed thing. Yeah. Then Yoda. I don't remember, but I remember, I remember like you put the little things on the side of the cup. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That, that's that been, a, I think a, a baby Yoda go to recently. Oh, it's been yeah. putting the limes on the side of the glass, but Yoda yeah, Rita. I tried to like infuse <laughs> vodka with like lime, uh, lime peel or something, and it didn't work for coloring. And then I ended up using green food. It was just a mess. It was yeah. a mess. So that was an epic fail. Um, in terms of blue milk, I did try the the blue milk at uh, at Galaxy's Edge. Um, funny story about that. You know, when you go to Galaxy's Edge, you got to get there at like early, early, early in the morning, right? To like get in and get a spot or whatever. And I mean, we had been up for hours at this point and we finally get in and, you know, we we go on the Millennium Falcon ride and you're, you're in and out of that pretty quickly in the morning. If you're at the front of the line, and we come out. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's like maybe like get some some blue milk and give this a try. And I was like, oh, God, like they have these options to add booze. Is it too early yeah. to start drinking? Like, I don't know. Let's take a look. Never. It was 730 in the morning. Oh, it yeah. was like <laughs> way early. I was like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. It felt like it was noon for me because I had been up for so sure, long at that point. Sure. But I was like, no, I can't do this. I, I can't like in good grace. Look at these people in the eye and be like, put vodka in right. it. So, <laughs> I, I had the same reaction <laughs> when I when I went. There, I was actually shocked that they had alcoholic options for the green and blue milk. I was blown away. I thought it was like I thought it was weird. I was yeah. like, really, dude? Like, that's kind of you're right, because when I noticed it, it was only like nine in the morning and there were yeah. definitely two. There are definitely two people in front of me that definitely got the alcoholic milk at nine in the morning. I was like, all right, man. It's well, like yeah, like that. You, the option is to put tequila in the green one. I was like, oh, God, yeah. like this yeah. early. I just that. can't. Hi, this is Delilah S. Dawson, your Star Wars friend, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends podcast. Kyle, will you be an angel for a helpless baby Yoda? Every day, baby Yoda is chased by bounty hunters and abused by scout troopers, and he's crying out for help. Please click the subscribe button on your screen and join the Star Wars friends with a monthly gift right now. For only 60 calamari flan a month, you'll help rescue baby Yoda from their abusers and provide food, shelter, Jedi training, and Beskar armor. Subscribe now and follow us on Twitter in the next 30 minutes to receive this tweet with a gif of Baby Yoda, who's been given a second chance thanks to you. 
Baby Yoda needs our help. So please, subscribe, rate, and review right away. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who played Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian. Happy to be your Star Wars friend. You're listening to The Star Wars Friend Show. This is Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends Show. Do not underestimate the power of this podcast. We hope you're enjoying this crossover cast on the Star Wars Friends. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on all things Star Wars. Don't forget, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Make sure to use the hashtags, hashtag crossovercast, and hashtag stay positive when tweeting about this show. Now, back to the Star Wars Friends. So did you try both milks? Because I had the opportunity to try both and I and I preferred blue over green. I did not try both. I only tried the blue um, and I liked it. It was OK. It was just really sweet. I'm not really into like super sweet mm. drinks. So I decided okay. to forego trying the second option. Um, but we went to Oga's as well. And I, I couldn't tell you the name of the cocktail that we got there. Um, but I know that I tried the Tonnerre wine because I really wanted to, because that's one of my favorite things when they reference that in, in like books. Like I oh, know for is, sure yeah. it's mentioned, I think in, um, uh, what book was it with bloodline? It's mentioned, I think in yes, there, I've been wanting, was. I had yes. been wanting to try, to think of. Yeah. yeah yes. Like the Tonnery wine, I was really excited to try. And I think it was blue when I got it. I was like, this is yeah, it's awesome. Te- it's, it says from Oga's menu, it is teal colored. Yes. It was awesome. Uh, yeah. So they, you know, Oga's Cantina, for those who haven't been to Galaxy's Edge, this menu is pretty intense. Um, I went with the I went with the non-alcoholic drinks, but they were all pretty wild. The yeah, these are all kind of crazy. And I don't know if you can make them at home because there are some drinks like the the fuzzy Tauntaun. That's the one that I believe makes your like mouth numb. There's one of them that makes your your mouth totally numb. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is it the one that has the pop rocks in it? Yes, it has pop rocks and it makes your mouth numb. So it's like a super weird like it trips your mind out a little bit, but anyways. Yeah. I remember <laughs> like talking to the bartenders when I saw someone's drink, like smoking at one mm-hmm. point and he was just like, yeah, I don't get that. And I was like, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm good. Thank you though. <laughs> those, those bartenders at galaxy's edge were the best cast members at the entire park. That was they were pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. They were fun. That was a great experience. So thank you for bringing up Tonneray wine because we literally were pre-show trying to remember what book yeah, we were like what is that rare drink from alderaan <laughs> and what and what book was it in yeah. like because a lot of books reference the alderaanian wine and it's always some rare like it's a rare thing it costs a ton of money the huts are always after it and um you know that's what i was kind of trying to remember and i don't know if that's the same as in bloodline I think it's in Canto Bite too, because there's Is the it? wine uh, yes. connoisseur. That's what I was. I was saying Canto Bite pre-show. Josh hasn't read that book yet, and it's been a minute since I read it. And I did. I was like, yeah, it's in Canto Bite. You know, I was trying to. I don't remember that little guy's name from the Canto Bite novel, but he's his scene uh, got Ken cut. Ken Shocklop. There it is. There it is. Yeah, he, <laughs> his his butt crack got shown in the l- deleted scene of the last Jedi or something weird like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> super weird. <laughs> All right. So we got our heavy hitting questions. I got two more heavy hitting questions and then we're going to dive into the game. And these two questions are pretty intense. 
Uh, one is going to help us either settle a dispute or keep us on target. Um, this has been a point of contention on the Star Wars Friends for a very long time. Uh-oh. I have put a poll up on Twitter. We got split 50-50, literally 50-50 out of I don't know how many. There was a couple hundred votes or whatever. And I need to know, do you say when we talk about the all-terrain armored transport, do you say ADAT or ATAT? Both. <laughs> I lean towards I, know. I lean towards ADAT, I think. Yes. But I wish that yes. they would pronounce the ATSTs ADSTs. That would make more sense. Adatst. Adatst. <laughs> ADST versus ATST. I, I, but anyway. I think I would probably go ATAT, but I, I think it's just because I've split I've spent a lot of time studying Star Wars trivia and there are so many vehicles. And they yeah. all have different, like, there. there's a bunch of different ones with different variations of different letters. So I think just for simplicity and to kind of keep it all straight in my mind, I go ATAT. But I've been known to say both. I don't think that yeah. I have leaned in either direction either way. That's the one, that is the one thing that... ATAT uh, connoisseurs have to lean on is the fact that there's other vehicles with with different letters in them. But I am a firm, true believer in Team Adat, and I know that makes Josh very upset. So I. Uh... <laughs> so every other every other vehicle in that family has a name that is letter letter, not like them phonetically pronounced. And the only thing that that the Adat people lean on is that the Rogue One, the commercial. From the the Kenner old line. commercial, yeah, yeah, from the Kenner line says Adat. <laughs> it's just some dude who doesn't know anything reading the copy wrong. There well, is there's, a there's also a character in Rogue One that says at at that's true when he screams it. So you've got that in your in your defense, I suppose. Well, okay. So the funniest pronunciation of this our all terrain armor transport is a YouTube video. It, it's a it's like a local Florida newscaster or whatever, and some person built like a life-size ADAT in their front yard or whatever. And she was, you know, I come from a television background and you read the teleprompter and you just read what's in front of you. And this person has never seen a star Wars, like was just reading and she, she didn't know what it, she didn't know what it was. So she, she said it as a question and she was like, a, a T, a T. And she like, <laughs> like had a really, it's a funny clip. It's a super funny clip. If you're a star Wars fan, you can find it fairly easily on YouTube. Uh, it's really good. It's really good. Uh, so, well, I guess we're split Josh. That's okay. I'll take a split. That's a, that's okay. Um, we'll put it back up on Twitter and see if anyone's thoughts have changed on this. I mean, really the whole it's, it's, it's a gimmick. It's yeah. a bit. Don't really, I don't really care. <laughs> right. I have one on my shirt. Yeah, there you go. Actually, there you go. Yeah. All right. So now this is the most controversial question that we will ask. Oh, ooh, prepare your Twitters. Um, so what are, you know, and we're not like, we're definitely not a controversial cast. We don't, um, you know, we don't hate anything. We, we welcome all opinions and except for Phantom Menace and all those. And, and, and Beaumont. Yeah. We don't yeah, like and Beaumont. Beaumont. Yeah. I mean, Beaumont's <laughs> my recent bane of my existence, but um, what are, you know, the, the rise of Skywalker novelization came out and it put some context to, well, we'll just call it what it is. The kiss of gratitude. Now, I remember, you know, I'm not Team Raylo. That's okay. That's okay. I'm not Team Raylo. But there were 
so many mixed reactions in theater. I'm not talking about in the Twitter verse where people can just spout off whatever nonsense they want. I'm talking about real life humans watching the movie for the first or second or third time. And you got cheers and then you got gasps and you got some groans, right? There's all these different things. And then now we got the novelization that, you know, Ray Carson put out there. This is a kiss of gratitude. What are your thoughts on the Raylo or you don't have to call it Raylo. I'm just using that as just a generalization. The Ben Solo Ray we don't know her last name at that point. Um, what are what are your thoughts on that? Is it a kiss of gratitude? Is it a romantic kiss? Or where where are you at with this with this pivotal moment in the chapter nine of the Skywalker saga? Ooh. So I'm not really into shipping. It's just not for me. If you like it, have at it. That's great. Yeah. Um, but I actually remember feeling uncomfortable. Mm. And yes. I, I was like, oh, like, I, I don't know. It just wasn't <laughs> was, for me. It, did it feel shoehorned in there? Like it was like, you know, they just, well, we'll just do this and let the fans. Oh, because this is a great idea in Star Wars fandom. Oh, we'll just let the fans figure it out. Like, did they did you get that vibe? Like it was just kind of forced into the movie or. Uh, I didn't really think too hard about it, to be okay. honest. I just like it wasn't for me. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buckle up, because I've got thoughts. Um, I'm ready okay. to go. So here's the thing. I, I really wasn't a Raylo, um, or maybe I was, but I was like a closet case that like denied it or something. But I like I was not really there for it for the most part until I saw The Rise of Skywalker. Mm. And the first time I saw The Rise of Skywalker, I didn't have much reaction to it and it kind of made me uncomfortable too. Um, yeah. I, I kind of, I just don't, I don't particularly care for the way that it was executed in terms of like, it, it's really an issue with Ray for me, like where she kind of has like her shoulders all hunched up. Like when she's like kissing him, I just, I'm like, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> like put shoulder, relax, like shoulders down. So I, I think part of that bothered me a, a, more than I thought that it would. Um, upon rewatches of it, I've, it's grown on me a lot. Um, like I said, I, I really like the Ben Solo Kylo Ren story. Yeah. I don't necessarily need Ray in that story. I don't, I didn't necessarily need them to like have any kind of romantic thing. The fact that they did is not something I have a problem with. And so in fact, I would probably put myself in the category of like team Ray low now. Yeah. Um, having had some distance from it, I probably lean more heavily towards that. That said, in the novelization, when I read it, and I I read it like before most other people read it since I got it at C2E2, we got advanced copies there. I did not interpret it as not romantic. So when people started spouting all these things on Twitter <laughs> about it not being a romantic kiss and being a kiss of gratitude, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, it, it just did not like me. Like, you don't just kiss somebody on the mouth for 10 seconds and make it not romantic. Like it just doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make yeah. any sense. Like I don't get out of my Uber and kiss him on the mouth and <laughs> right. thank him for right. dropping me off where I needed to be. Like, that's just not how, how, how anything works. Like that's not how any of this works. Like I was just, so, I was so confused by that right. interpretation of it. So sure. It can be a kiss, of, a kiss of gratitude, but that doesn't mean that it's not romantic. It just because it doesn't explicitly say it and spell it out as this was a kiss of romance. Right. Like, that doesn't mean that it wasn't <laughs> ro like a romantic thing. So I I'm going to continue <laughs> to be on the train of like, 
this was a romantic kiss because there's not really any such thing as a not romantic <laughs> kissing on the mouth that lasts that long. Right. Um, but right. that's, I'm sitting like my, it's my drink colder right now. I'm, it's literally my coaster is the, dr- yeah. the book, the rise of Skywalker. Um, but yeah, that, and that's fine. If people want to interpret it as romantic, not romantic. I, I don't care. That's one of those things that, you know, star Wars, decides that it wants to leave random stuff open for interpretation, I guess that's fine. I wish that they would just have the courage of their convictions and the storytelling sometimes. And maybe in this case, that would be nice if it was one of those times. Um, But yeah, it never occurred to me until I saw it on Twitter and saw other people's reactions (laughs) being like, wait, so it's not romantic. I'm like, sorry, what? (laughs) And I'm still like that. I still have very strong feelings on this, but yeah, I'm all about, I'm all about Ben Solo and he can get it or not get it. I don't care. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. That is you. Okay. You basically said everything I wanted to say, but better than I could say it. So that was good. Uh, Okay. Ben Solo question, side question for you specifically, since you're, you're the Ben Solo, uh, maybe expert of this of this podcast right now today have you read the rise of kylo ren comics yes alice and i read them on our show they were delightful why is he so muscular why shouldn't he be so muscular why wouldn't he be so muscular (laughs) i am you know so i'm so confused by how jack is here's the thing about young people is that they can be they can be jacked for no reason and it's just not fair especially dudes and it's just it's just not fair but man that's the way it is and he's what he's supposed to be 22 23 years old and whatever man like that's how fucking that's how 22 23 year old dudes look sometimes and i'm i'm here for it and it's fine he was he, I was I was surprised by the level of muscles that he had in that comic. And that was really I've talked about it in this show. I think the story was great. I I'm not a fan of the Knights of Ren, but I think the illustration in that book was not very good. Um, hmm, OK, that's OK. That teach was, their own. Did you like the Snoke outfit? Did you appreciate the, uh, <laughs> the Snoke hat? The, hat? <laughs> the uh, gardener. Yeah, I liked Gardener Snoke. I thought that was fun. <laughs> it was, I was pretty into that. Um but yeah, no, I, I got to say, like, my, my youngest brother, he's one of those who's like, he just is like this built dude for no reason at all. And yeah. it's just not freaking fair. And it's but yeah, that that's sort of how I interpret it. I was some dudes are just like that. They can eat like two Chipotle burritos <laughs> and they just like they just look like that somehow. Yeah. Like it's what how how man someone literally today on my Twitter posted a, a photo. They, they made it themselves of, cause they know how I feel about this. They posted a side-by-side photo of Harrison Ford without a shirt on as a young man. And they've posted a photo of Hayden Christensen without a, a shirt on side-by-side and just basically told me it runs in the family, bro. And I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> there it is. Kylo right Ren was there. so skinny in the force awakens. Adam driver, know, he but he's was. a, he is a massive man. He is a massive of human but uh the comics are just really goofy anyways okay we have a game to play we have this word association game that we love to play it is very fun for us we we do it every time we have guests on the show and we do here's the thing we do keep score it's just for fun it's just for fun um so don't worry too much if you don't get a perceived good score so what this is word association games Every American should know what they are. We say a word, you say the first thing that comes to your mind, and you try to get through the whole list. We have 32 basically topics. They're either a person, place, thing, or 
Yeah, I mean, I guess that's it, really. <laughs> I guess the, that's all we can do. In the Star Wars universe. Yeah, in the Star Wars universe. It can cover comics, cartoons, movies, or books, you name it. It's just all... Or, There's a couple oddballs in there, though, too. Definitely a couple oddballs in there. So, um, what we do is we play this really cheesy music. It is... From, uh, for Chicago, it's very Wrigley Field-esque. Yeah, uh, yeah. So... Uh, that was, uh, I was, I got to go to Wrigley Field for the first time at Celebration uh, last year and got to see Jonas Sutamo throw out the first pitch and then it snowed heavily and I left in the second inning. I was like, yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, that was a cold, <laughs> oh, it was yeah. a cold, cold celebration. Time. I love Wrigley Field cold. though. Isn't it fun? Did it you was eat some super fun, fun food? Did oh, you get, yeah. a, get a hot dog? Well, so here's the thing. I went, I did the, I did the subway series. I went to Comiskey or whatever they call it now. Guaranteed rate field. I'm a huge baseball fan. And I went there and I got a great Chicago dog also snowing. Also, there was like 12 people in the stands, Um, but their Chicago dog was awesome. Took the subway uh, up to Wrigley. There's that beautiful Starbucks reserve roastery that's right outside Wrigley field. And uh, I hung out there to warm up and hang, you know, just hang out for a little bit. And I went to go get a Chicago dog at Wrigley to compare it. And then what they did was they gave me a hot dog like in a bun, just a dry bun. And I I looked at it and the lady was already gone. And I like stood there and there was a whole line behind me. And I'm like, yo, I ordered a Chicago dog. And she's like, yeah, honey, it's right behind you. And I look and there's like this weird condiment like counter. I had to build it myself. I wanted someone like at the like I just wanted that authentic person like the like the lunch lady from um, Billy Madison to like slop everything <laughs> on there and like you know what I'm saying like I didn't want to have to build my own Chicago dog I paid like twelve bucks for it you know it's yeah. kind of no it that's was, understandable yeah but yeah, uh, the, it's a great park it's beautiful yeah the nachos would also be a let down there just throwing it the, out there. the helmet nachos. Or just the nachos in general. <laughs> the nachos Probably in general. Both, but yeah, at least you would get a helmet <laughs> yeah. with one this of them. This is true. I don't know. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. All right. So we have um, Maggie Lovett is a writer and actor. She's been on our show. She's actually been on our show many times. Uh, she comes in with the highest score at 28. So she got through 28 of these. Um, we have actor from The Mandalorian, Dominic Pace. He comes in at 21. We have Lauren and Andrea from the Galactic Podcast. Lauren got 25. Andrea got 23. We have Christina from Fulcrum Dawn, which is a really awesome maker. Uh, you can hit them up at Fulcrum Dawn. She, they, Christina makes a whole bunch of stuff. It's really good stuff. She came in with 20. We have author Delilah S. Dawson came in with 21. And Roe, who is also a Chicagoan, he hosts the Scarif uh, podcast. He came in with 22. So really, if you're, if you're not competitive... That's totally cool. Just have fun with it. But if you want to beat Maggie, uh, that is a daunting task because no one has okay. even touched that uh, that 28 category. So um, I do have two columns prepared, one for each of you. So it is going to it is whoever wants to go first. And um, both are equally challenging. <laughs> Backing away. <laughs> no, I'll like, go. Not Let's it. do She's it. Going, not it. Not all right. All right. Would you like door number one or door number two? Door number two. All right. So when you hear the music, it's going to go for about a minute and 30 seconds. If uh, you just say whatever comes to mind, if it's something you have no idea, just say pass and we'll get so to the I, next one. I don't need to let it go for the full 130, right? I can say I can talk whenever or do I let it play? Oh, no, like we're just going to go right into it and you just word word associate. And and once you say something, I'll move to the next one. OK. All, All right. right. So first thing that comes to mind, here we go. In five, four, three, 
to Darth Vader. Red, I don't know. Fuck, this is going to be so stupid. <laughs> Furry. Porg. Cute. Greedo. Green. Jabba's Palace. Elaborate. Captain Rex. Oh, Jake. I don't Ray, know. Ray Skywalker. Stupid. Ben Solo. Hot. Poe Dameron. Hot. Ryan Johnson. Genius. Dave Filoni. Even bigger genius. J.J. Abrams. Meh. IG-11. <laughs> uh, assassin. Disney Plus. Awesome. Moff Gideon. Uh, I don't know. Cape. <laughs> R2-D2. Blue. Din Jaren. Hot. Baby Yoda. Adorable. Count Dooku. Tall. Millennium Falcon. Damaged. Return of the Jedi. Delightful. Wrath Tars. Squirmy. Dash Rendar. Don't even know. <laughs> okay. Hey, I mean, you did pretty well for, for getting hung up on Darth Vader immediately. This was <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Wait, what I was expecting. Guy? I don't Wait. even know what I, like, I was like, I didn't know if I was supposed to react to the music just first or just, yeah. And then I, then you started saying words. I was just confused. <laughs> I thought it was funny. She went Ben Solo hot, Poe Dameron hot. hot. Rian Johnson. I was about to be like, don't say hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. No, that was good. That was very good. You made it was through. It though? Was it Qu- good? Would we I, say think, it was I so- think we should that's, unpack that's- her answer to uh, to Ray Skywalker at some point. Oh, yeah. yeah, there was some there was some uh, vitriol there with the Ray Skywalker. Do you. OK, real quick. Do you do you like the character of Ray or is it just the fact that she took the Skywalker mantle? I like the character of Ray. I do not care for the fact that she took on the Ray Skywalker name okay. at all. Yeah, it could be a whole podcast in itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> We hope you're enjoying this crossover cast on the Star Wars Friends. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on all things Star Wars. Don't forget, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. Make sure to use the hashtags hashtag crossovercast and hashtag stay positive when tweeting about this show. Now, back to the Star Wars Friends. Very good. All right, Alice, are you ready to play the word association game? Let's do it. All I'm right. going to take off my glasses so I don't get distracted. I can, like, focus. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, here we good go. Luck. Five, four, three, two, Luke Skywalker. Boy. Princess Leia. Girl. Boba Fett. <laughs> Stupid. Lando Calrissian. Smarmy. Jabba the Hutt. Fat. Pizza the Hutt. Yum. Ray. All right. Kylo Ren. All right. Finn. He's fine. J.J. Abrams. He's fine, too. Dave Filoni. <laughs> oh, he's really funny. John Favreau. Great. Cara Dune. Badass. Disney Plus. Too much content. Carl Weathers. <laughs> it's all on the hips. <laughs> C3PO. Annoying. Din Jaren. Very nice. Baby Yoda. 
sweet and precious. Old Yoda. Ugh. Janna. Janna. Why? Oh, duh. Where, where did she come from? Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Fine. Ewoks. They're a little creepy, but cool. <laughs> Han Solo. Hot. Chewy. Fun. Rose. She's smart. BB-8. Puppy. DL-44 Blaster. Uh, not that question again. <laughs> you you did wow. very well, too. Yes, did very well. You almost Ooh. beat Maggie. You were uh, right at, you were right there. She got right tripped there. up on Jana. Yeah, the Jana tripped you up. The Jana tripped you up. Did that's you okay. forget who she was? I did. Oh, that's I told funny. You. I mean, I only saw the movie once, and then nothing happened of interest with her character. So. <laughs> you're like, you're literally like everyone on this show except for me. Because uh, I'm trying to get these guys to rewatch the movie so we can do a recap show on it. And, uh... Yeah, Jana. Why are you introducing her at the end of uh, the nine movie saga about Skywalker no, and then fair. throwing that's out to- a? Totally. Why fair. are you doing that? Like, how do you introduce her as a liberated First Order troop like Finn and not liberate any of the Sith soldiers? I mean, I don't know if they're. I don't know if the Sith troopers would even be willing to liber- be liberated because they were like raised from birth to be psychos, but. You would figure from a storytelling perspective, Jana and Finn would be on a mission to liberate. Maybe they're going to go back in comics and liberate First Order troops. But those Sith, do you think those Sith people are just like super crazy? Like they're just super weird, like like beyond cultists or beyond redemption. I mean, they grew up in Exegol. There's no atmosphere there. It's like constant lightning and darkness. Am I crazy? Or yeah, I mean, all they have to do is do cloning and sing choir practice. Yeah, chance (laughs) from their books. (laughs) Right, this weird chance. I I got to tell you, when I saw that movie in the theater, I didn't know what the hell was going on in the amphitheater. Those people, they were like, it was so far back from where the emperor was. It was like, I mean, it was like a mile back, and I couldn't tell if they were actually like they were human form. They just, it was like. It was ugly. The whole scene was ugly. Anyways. I remember um, thinking, like, is there a concession stand behind? Like, where do these people <laughs> eat? Like, It's a monster truck rally. Bigfoot comes through. I don't I, see I any wonder... animals on the planet. Like, what Mm-mm. are they? Is there even any water? Like, I don't understand right. how these people are all still alive. Right. It just went by so fast. Also, I forgot I saw it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. We saw it together. Duh. <laughs> oh, I saw great. it twice in theaters, and the DVD is sitting over there by my <laughs> by the counter by the TV, and I haven't touched yeah. it since. So. Yeah, it, it took me a good two weeks to watch it on digital release. I bought it, watched the documentary, and then I, I eventually relented and went back to it. The real question, though, is how is the Exegol hot dog? <laughs> that is the important. Do you think they use uh, sport peppers, or do you think they're just like straight up habaneros? It's just habanero. Yeah, it's scorpion pepper. Just scorpion pepper dripped right on top, right? All right, so I'm kind of, we're in the home stretch here. What, you know, we're big on, we're big on predictions. We're big on, you know, what's what's coming around the corner. And we love to speculate. That's the other thing that Star Wars fans like to do is they like to speculate. What's going to come around the corner? What's next on the agenda? So do either of you have any thoughts on the future of Star Wars cinema? We all know that the Cassian Andor series, the Obi-Wan series, you know, that's already confirmed. But are there any thoughts that either of you have about the future of Star Wars cinema, where it could go, who's directing it? You know, what are you looking forward to, I guess? What, what, what's, on, what's on your mind for the future of Star Wars? 
Well, you know, the thing is right now, everything's just on hold. They could completely change their minds about anything, come up with completely new ideas and just start them and it'd be totally fine. I am very excited for Kenobi when that gets started since they're now going to be rewriting it. But I'm super excited for the High Republic. Yes. Um, I'm curious to see what those are like and what they're about and all of that. So I'm just happy to have content, really. Good. High Republic is that that seems mm-hmm. gonna it's gonna be pretty awesome. We're all pretty jacked about it too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think in terms of cinema, I'm the thing I'm most looking forward to is the Ryan Johnson um trilogy, which I think I, I'm convinced is still happening. I know mm. there are people out there who think it's not. I'm think it's I really do think it is. Um and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out of that. Um, because I love the idea of him getting to play in the Star Wars sandbox in a more free for all mm. sort of environment. So I'm excited for that. Um, in terms of cin- I've, I've sort of pondered the idea of like, yeah. of like, do I think that they'll do an episode 10, 11 or 12 um, mm. and like sort of continue the saga? And I used to there was a time where I used to think that they would because they just can't resist money. Um, and they know that people will pay money to come out and see it. But at the same time, I'm also like, you know, they talked about how they wanted to make the episode nine, two movies and stretch right, it out a right. little bit. And they decided not to do that because they wanted to respect like George Lucas's wishes that it just be three more movies. And because of that, that makes me think that they won't, that they'll at least adhere to that three movies and they'll stop and they'll just go in different directions when it comes to storytelling in a more cinematic way in terms of going in different different characters different timelines different eras like they'll they'll do different stuff um i think besides that but who am i to say i have no idea i i'm just looking forward to ryan johnson because i love weird force stuff and i think he does too and i would love to see where he takes weird force stuff and the weird directions we can go in there. Yeah, I um, yeah, I, I, I definitely I am one of those folks who I don't subscribe to the, the thought that he's that it's still happening. And it's not a, it's not a fault of, you know, the fandom dunking on Johnson or anything like that. I would love to see a Ryan Johnson trilogy. I would like to see him have the the creative control to do a trilogy or, or a, a movie, right? Like maybe it's just a standalone movie. Who knows? Um, but there's, it's just so quiet on that front and it has been for, for quite a while. Um, I mean, I guess it's been quiet on the whole cinematic front. There is that rumor. There is a rumored movie that's going to drop. I mean, Disney put it in there, I guess, pre Corona timelines, but, um, I think it would be fascinating to see Ryan Johnson be given a, a, a trilogy or just one creative person, just one, just one creative person to oversee the process. Um, we've talked on our show that we, you know, there's that rumor that rebels is coming back for, you know, whatever a season five or, or whatever that might be. And that rumor actually picked up steam again this week. I'm not sure if anyone come across those rumors where someone, claims that they came across some pretty legit, you know, script treatments for for that. However, you know, our thought is that they might come out with a Rebels movie to tell the story of Ezra and Thrawn and Ahsoka and Sabine and just to get that theater experience like like when the original Clone Wars movie came out. But now we're getting the Siege of Mandalore, which is going to be hopefully stitched together as a movie on Disney Plus. I think that would be cool. Um what are your thoughts for Disney Plus future? I mean, you know, are there any 
unannounced shows that you would like to see or any type of live action or cartoons that don't exist that you would think that should exist? I haven't really thought that far ahead. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I want to be surprised. I like, I like old, old timey Jedi and history type stuff. I want to see more of that, but, um, I, I'm just happy to see what they come up with. Really easy to please. (laughs) Um, I'm really excited, obviously, for the for the Star Wars Rebels sequel series. I know it's not confirmed yet, but I think it's it is basically all but confirmed at this point. Um, And I'm really excited to see where they take that. Um, I'm sort of torn because obviously the the biggest appeal for me for Star Wars Rebels, the original series was Kanan and Hera. Oh, yeah. And I don't see any reason that either of them would be included in the sequel series. Um, I don't want to be spoiler for anyone maybe who, who hasn't watched Rebels, but it's it's one of those things where like I, I we kind of know what Hera's doing in terms of like the post Empire world. Like we we know from the book Alphabet Squadron where right. she is. Um so I don't think there's any reason that she would be involved in a sequel Rebel series. I think it would mostly be you know, revolving around like Ezra and Sabine, two characters I never really cared for, to be honest. Oh wow! Okay. Um, I was I'm I'm a big fan of the New Thrawn trilogy. I absolutely yes. love it. Yes. I love that. Love 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 that character. Love those audiobooks. Um, hundred percent. If you want to read the Thrawn trilogy, I think audiobook is a great yeah, medium to choose to do that. Um, so I would love to see that part of it, but I'm a little bit worried about the fact that I never really connected with Ezra or Sabine. And that a sequel series would potentially revolve around the two of them. Yeah. Uh, one one point off of what you you just said, we have our own hashtag on this show. It's Thrawn Boys, B-O-I-S. It is, it is <laughs> inclusive of everybody that loves Thrawn, but we are hashtag Thrawn Boys over here. Um, we can, yeah, we, we get down with Thrawn. Now, this is going to be my last question for you specifically since you are dunking on Ezra and uh, Sabine. What if... What if in this in this fabled continuation of the story, you do get the legacy of Cain and Jairus and Harris and Dula in Jason Sindula, the child being trained by Ezra Bridger, a la Kanan to Ezra? Would that would that appeal to you at all? A Jason Sindula as a Padawan under Ezra Bridger or, or are you just like just over it? There's no connection. Sure. I'm that would be fine. I, I think that's really just my answer is like, sure, I'll accept that. <laughs> okay, I'll, yeah. I'll accept that. My thing is, is that the thing that they do with these ingenue characters like Luke Skywalker and her new hope and Ezra Bridger in season one of star Wars rebels and Anakin in episode one of, of, uh, in, in the phantom menace, like they, they just, they haven't figured out how to make them not annoying. Like yes. Ezra is yes. so annoying <laughs> and Luke in a new hope is so annoying. And he's just this whiny little like ugh, whatever like i just they're just <laughs> these these characters this is something that i say as a person who came into the star wars fandom as an adult yeah. those characters are not appealing to me and they're not interesting wow. they're just annoying yeah, yeah and resistance, resistance did it too, too. And i don't even remember those names anymore with kaz, with kaz. yeah, yeah. Kaz, yeah it's these, brutal these things are made for children and they're they're not made for people like me they're made for for like 12 year old kids and younger right to have somebody relatable and i understand that i just wish there was a a happy 
medium for all of us who are adults who have grown up with Star Wars to sort of get something out of something like that too, Yeah, where we don't just have to deal with an annoying ingenue character that has no redeeming qualities until season two when they <laughs> inevitably become some kind of badass. Well, the, like, Ma- it, the Mandalorian became a father in season one. So I think the Mandalorian is, is, is making that happen for all of us. We're doing a rebel. I'm doing a rebels rewatch and first watch for tab right now. And we're like almost done with season one. And I was literally thinking like, why, why does Ezra need to be so butthurt about everything? (laughs) So emo about everything like that episode, the episode where they think um, the one Jedi master is still alive and they go to get her. um, Oh yeah. 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 Luminara. Yeah. Yeah. Luminara. And then he's like, Oh, why doesn't Kanan want me anymore? It's like, why? Why are we teaching kids that watch this that they need to identify with someone who's whiny and annoying? Like, (laughs) you don't have to be whiny and annoying just because you're young. As the parent (laughs) of a fourteen-year-old, that's exactly what they sound like sometimes, though. Like, it's straight up how they. It's because we've taught them that through media. Yes, and I believe. (laughs) I believe, if I'm not wrong, George at one point said that's like. Luke Skywalker, that's how he envisioned the character being as a kid, as a teenager, was this kind of whiny, angsty kid who's always kind of depressed and wants to go off and do other things because he thinks he's worldly. So I I see it a little bit. I, I get your point, though. I'd much rather see like a character come into a show already in that that form of. Yeah, I am a hero or I, I am experienced and worldly. And I don't have to wait a season or two seasons for the development of it. And and I really think that's where the Mandalorian strikes such a chord with new fans, casual fans and hardcore fans, because I think it did come out, pun intended, guns blazing. And uh, (laughs) it's just a really great show. So listen, Mm -hmm. Alice and Laura, we got one final segment. We're going to blow this thing and get out of here. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. I got a really good feeling about this. Thank you so much for joining us in this eventful, uh, very opinionated and lively discussion on our crossover cast here on the Star Wars Friends. This has been a pleasure learning from both of you and and getting to have your personality on our show. There's so much I appreciate about Force Toast and you brought it strong on the Star Wars Friends today and I am very happy that I can call you both now Star Wars Friends. So thank you for jumping on the show today, bringing it strong and, and all that. You know, in this quarantine era, this weird era of life that we're all in. Um, one thing we haven't done is, is told our listeners, our Star Wars friends, where they can find Force Toast. Where can they find your show? So our show is pretty much everywhere you can find podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean. Um, there's a full list on our website if you want to go check that out. It's www.forcetoastpod.com. Alice is on Twitter at Slaya all day. That's Leia with an S. Awesome. I am at shut up underscore Laura, and the show is at Force Toast Pod. And that is where we are most interactive is on Twitter. So come hang out with us and chat with us there. Awesome. Very cool. So I just once again, thank you. 
and it's been a pleasure and hopefully all of our listeners go check you out and subscribe subscribe and rate that's what it's all about we want to know how we do we're podcasters tell us if we're good or bad so if you listen to force toast make sure you subscribe make sure you rate review give them a beautiful five-star review that's what it's all about and if you listen to force toast on pod chaser you can leave a review and that gets 25 cents to meals on wheels and if they reply to your review that's another 25 cents to meals on wheels so it's a really cool program that's still going on you can do that for the star wars friend show too uh so feel free to do that let's raise some money for charity that's what it's that's what it's all about you can find the star wars friends at sw friend show on twitter instagram facebook you can find us starwarsfriends.com you can email the show show at starwarsfriends.com if you have a suggestion for anyone you want us to interview and bring on our show we'd love to hear you you can find me on twitter exclusively at no one is chris where can they find you guys this is Josh, and I am Battle of Tanab on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Justin. You can find me at I am the Bendu on Twitter. Fantastic. Well, it's been an evening. I'm still sipping on my ginger. Uh, sparkling water is very flat. It's a very, it's a, it's a not appetizing right now. So <laughs> it never was. It was oh, really never was. It. Oh, it's bad so mouthfeel. It's, it does have a bad mouthfeel, but I love it so much. I love it so much. With that, uh, as always, I want to wish everyone a uh, healthy, you know, healthy life and stay strong. Stay, you know, try to beat this coronavirus. And hopefully you're enjoying these Star Wars podcasts. And to all of you, may the force be with you. Always. always. Peace, y'all. Hey, friends, don't forget to subscribe to the Star Wars Friends podcast and leave an awesome review on whichever podcast app you're listening on. Catch up on past episodes, fun interviews, and more at StarWarsFriends.com. Connect with the Star Wars Friends on social media at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Email the show at show at StarWarsFriends.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, may the Force be with you. 